Hello and welcome to episode 94 of the Viva Albertos podcast. My name is John Fleming. I'm a writer and editor at Viva Albertos. And you know, every time I always introduce my co-host, but like, she has a voice. She can introduce herself. Oh. This is where you talk. Oh. Okay, maybe Hello. I... Okay, from now on I'll do the intros. But yeah, I'm not very good at the intros or the talking, so... So or what's your the, or so, the anything? So really. what's your name? Uh, Heather. What's your last name? Simon. What's your position at Viva Albertos? I am an editor and a writer, if you want to call me that. <laughs> yeah, sure. Okay. Well, I guess we've uh, we've gone down that path. We've we've tried and we've uh, not quite succeeded when it comes to it. Uh, uh, I guess a, not really an announcement per se about the podcast, but. Something that Heather brought to my attention yesterday. It's our anniversary! Yes, uh, our first episode of the reboot went up. When would it have been? It would have been August on. August 19th or something like that? Yeah, the first episode of our version of the podcast went up on August 19th of 2016. So since the last time we recorded, we have celebrated our one year anniversary, as is always the case. The woman remembered, the man forgot, but, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. It's been a long year. <laughs> it, ha- it has been a very long year. It did not feel like we've been doing this for a year, though I'm sure some listeners feels like we've been doing this forever, and it's yeah. just exhausting and tiring at this point. But thanks for listening, regardless. <laughs> we didn't get any anniversary gifts. I-, I didn't get you an anniversary gift, and you didn't get me one, but I feel like really it should be the audience giving us gifts. Yeah. Five-star review on iTunes. I, I take that. That's that's good. I will also take actual Yes. Yeah, I'll say cash, but... Like money, yeah. Yeah, the, the five-star review on iTunes, though, I will consider that enough. If you want to add on top of that, that's that's up to you. That's not my call. That's <laughs> that's up to you as a listener to determine just what we deserve. <laughs> that's kind of dangerous that we're yeah. putting in their hands, but... So, anyway, um, it is currently August 21st. The Cardinals do not play today, so we are recording. Also, we record on Mondays a lot of times, so... It's not really that special, I guess. The Cardinals played six games since our last episode. They lost both games against the Boston Red Sox, and they split two games to two against the Pittsburgh Pirates. We'll discuss those games in more detail in a little bit, but um, I'm going to go ahead and I have some trivia for you, Heather. I know you're a, oh, good. a huge fan of trivia. And yeah. The, the, okay, one of these is a quick one, and the other one um, I think will be a, a fun one. Okay, okay so... Do you know what team, this is not the actual trivia question, but just, do you know what team has the best record in Major League Baseball right now for 2017? The Los Angeles Dodgers. The Los Angeles Dodgers, correct. Do you know how many wins they have? 84. It's a, a fair guess. They have 87 wins, actually. Okay. So, that's trivia. You failed. No, I'm just kidding. Um, there is a Cardinals tie-in. I am going to name a year, and you're going to tell me whether that Cardinals game, Cardinals team won more or less games than the 87 that the Dodgers have already won as so of this recording. So I just recording. gotta say if they won more, yeah, just less than 87 games. Basically, just over or under. Okay. Yeah, over or under. Not okay. to this point, but okay. Total. Got it. Okay. Okay. So the first year is 2011. Did the Cardinals win more or less than 87 games? More. That is correct. They won 90 games. Okay. Uh, next year, 1998. Less. That's correct. They got 80, 83 wins that year. There's so. not going to be any trick questions that are like a push. There are none that are exact. I was actually going to make the final one your year of birth, but it was. <laughs> but they won 87 games that year, oh. so I decided to forego that. Uh, next up, 2016. Um, um, 
more. That is incorrect. They won 86 games last year. Dang, I thought it was 88. Okay, go ahead. Okay, 1987. Mm, less. It was more. They won 95 games that year. I don't remember. <laughs> oh, really? You don't remember 1987? No, That's... I don't know anything about... Well, you weren't alive in 1987. Yeah, so you I wouldn't... couldn't tell you much about the 80s. Okay, the 80s. So, you're, <laughs> so you're two for two. There's three more. 1966. More. It is less. They won 83 games. So if you get both of the next two in order to um, win, I guess. Okay. To beat random chance. Okay, so 2009. More. More is correct. They won 91 games that year. So this is going to be the pivot. This is going to be the one that determines if you win this round. Okay. 1926. More. I'm just trying to be dramatic. <laughs> More is correct. They won 89 games that Oof. year. Obviously, I did not pick years where they won way more, so you know, are, one way fewer. So but, tricky because they didn't play 162 games. Yeah, that was yeah. that was part of my hope on 26. Because all the other seasons, I believe, that I said they were... 64, did they? Yeah, 60, okay. well, 66, or but yeah. 66, okay. 1961 was the first year with the 162 games. But regardless, you... You won, but so here's the next one. So as you, okay. um, I don't know if you saw this or not, but so yesterday on the uh, Viva Alberto's Twitter account, I made some Cubs fans pretty mad. Oh, that was you? That was me. Uh-huh. Uh, okay, so I cited the fact that uh, David Ross, who I gotta be honest, I wasn't watching the game at the time that apparently David Ross came on ESPN, but a lot of people that I know were and were annoyed by it because oh. sort of he's everywhere. It takes a lot to annoy me, so... That's clearly true. <laughs> so... We've been recording this podcast for, like, a year. Yeah. <laughs> for, like, a, for over a year. I know that for an actual fact, but... So, uh, people were annoyed by David Ross, and I think I'm less annoyed by David Ross than other people, because I think he's okay as far as, like, being a commentator, though the Cub fan worship of him is a little much. I Like, I'm... It's a great accomplishment being the third best catcher on a World Series winning team. <laughs> most teams don't even have three catchers. That, uh, so. that is an accomplishment if you really think about it because, yeah, most teams don't have three catchers and he managed to do it. Yeah, and he wasn't that much worse than uh, Miguel Montero, though he was probably a bit worse than Wilson Contreras. But, of course, Ross gets the love for reasons I don't understand. But, anyway, the the fact that I mentioned was that during David Ross's two years with the Cubs, which was 2015 and 2016, Greg Garcia put up more baseball reference war for the Cardinals during that same time frame. How much for the Cubs? How many did Greg Garcia put up for the Cubs? Yeah. Uh, zero. Okay, well. So I guess, I guess yeah. Your I, tweet is irrelevant, it sounds like, but continue. It's, a lot of Cubs fans said things like this. They, <laughs> they kept, repl- like, a bunch of people were replying, like, what's your point here? And I kept, wanting to, I kept wanting to just jump on and say, my point is that David Ross isn't as good as Greg Garcia. But I, I refrained. But <sighs> So I have a list... I think this is going to be just a more fun competition if I don't tell you how many names are on the list, but it's a list of every player on the Cardinals who had more wins above replacement between 2015 and 2016 than David Ross had for the Cubs. Greg Garcia is not on the list. He's a free space. Between, so between 2015 and 2016, so like two seasons worth? So over those two seasons. He didn't necessarily have more career, more in both of those seasons, but more during that time frame. So, like, would Jason Hayward be on the list? Jason Hayward is on the list. Okay, that's... Jason Hayward almost had more war for the Cubs during that time frame, and he was bad that year, so... <laughs> okay, that's what I wanted to make sure, was that we're counting, like, 2015. Matt Carpenter? Matt Carpenter's on the list. 
Um, Carlos Martinez. Yep. Um, um, <laughs> Tommy Pham. Oh, wait, no. 2015-2016. Tommy Pham still might be on the list anyway, but let me let me just backtrack for a second. Because we're not counting 2017, so like Dexter Fowler wouldn't be an option. Um, Yadier Molina? Correct. Okay. 2015 to 2016. 2015 to 2016. So probably not Adam Wainwright. Um, probably not Lance Lynn. Probably not Mike Leake. Probably not Michael Waka. Michael Waka, yes. Okay, let's go back to position. It would be interesting if Tyler Lyons was the first reliever you guessed. I'll just oh. throw that out there. <laughs> I mean, Trevor Rosenthal could too, but he had a down season in twenty. Well, twenty fifteen and twenty sixteen were both kind of down. So I don't. I'm, and I don't know how much how many wins above replacement David Ross had. It was uh, one point seven. Oh, I'll tell you that much. Okay, that that helps a lot then. Um, so yeah, let's let's say this is going off Baseball Reference wins above replacement. To be clear, though, there's not a, really like I don't think there's any enormous differences. If it's one, Sungwon Oh, Sungwon Oh is on there. Yep. Um, Again, Sungwon Oh is a more valuable Cardinal for those two years than David Ross during his entire <laughs> time with the Cubs. There's one point seven. That helps. That helps a lot. Uh, Randall Grichik? Grichik's on there, yep. So then... Tom, Tommy Pham, probably. Well, I don't want to say that yet. I don't want to burn the Tommy Pham card yet. Colton Long? Yep. Matt Adams? Matt Adams is incorrect. Ooh, should have said Tommy Pham. So you've gotten... Eight correct... Would you like me to tell you the other names, or tell you how many names there are? Oh, uh, yeah, tell me how many there are. There are uh, 18 total, so there's 10 oh, left on the list. Dang, just tell me the rest. I'm, okay, so the rest are... I'm tired of this. <laughs> you, don't, you don't say. Okay, so the rest are Aledmus Diaz, Jaime yeah, Garcia... At 1.7, I could just like list the entire roster. Jaime so. Garcia, Jed Jerko. Oh, Jerko, that should have been what I got. John Lackey, who exceeded it with both teams, because he played one of those seasons with the Cardinals, one with the Cubs... Lance Lynn, Stephen Piscotti, Kevin Segrist. Oh, yeah. Alex Reyes. Again, Alex Reyes had more war. Ugh. These nerds with their David Ross thing, mm-hmm. okay? Uh, Trevor Rosenthal and Adam Wainwright. Okay. That is the list, and that is it for trivia. So Tommy Pham was not on there. Tommy Pham was not on there, that's okay. correct. Well, he didn't. Have a very good 2016, and then 15. He was good, but he didn't play a ton. Yeah, he was just, I couldn't even remember him. I believe he was next up on the the list. Okay. Once he got past Ross. But um, also, I guess before we move on to actually discussing baseball, because, you know, really, why discuss baseball? It just (laughs) makes us sad at this point. Um, Did you you watch the eclipse today? I did. Okay. Did Did you wear the glasses? I did. Okay. I, I watched it as well. I did not wear the glasses because I'm hardcore like that. <laughs> I'm a little insulted that people kept saying, oh, well, you don't look straight at it, as though I, as a 28-year-old man, don't know to not look directly Some at the sun. Some people don't. You would be surprised. I was talking to Emily and someone she knows. Emily, former guest of the podcast. Yes, I should someone she clarify. knows who will remain nameless to protect the uh, innocent here. Did not know that you could not look at an, an eclipse. 
well, she told this person... Well, you can look at the actual eclipse. That's fine. The problem is looking at the sun in anticipation of the eclipse. Right, because once it, that first ray after it's over is... Can, well, and you really... Well, as long as you honestly, get out of the way, though. like you can. Yeah, but honestly, and you're probably fine. Because you can't really look at the eclipse long enough to... Like, once you start to look at it, it should hurt your eyes. So you really have to be diligent in looking at the eclipse and, like, commit to it to hurt yourself. But you never know. Yeah, so. like, like I, didn't wa- I didn't really watch the eclipse, per se. Like, I was at work, and I just, like, stepped outside whenever it was about to happen. And I stepped inside right after it got done happening. So I was only outside for, like, you know, not even ten minutes. Mm-hmm. But, like, to me, getting, like, the glasses, if you were going to do it like that, didn't really make sense. Because... At that point, it was really dark, and you weren't going to... Like, I wasn't going to stare at the sun all day. Yeah, I just, but there was no way I was going to do that. the glasses on, you can, like, see... The, it's pretty cool. I, I looked at the glasses a little bit, because there were people who were around me that had the glasses, yeah. and they kind of let, let me borrow them. I was like, eh, okay, whatever. I, I looked through it and, like, watched it up, like, as it went. And then once it was gone, I, like, took the glasses off and looked. But no, this person did not know you couldn't look at the sun. And she told this person that, and this person was like... Nuh-uh, that's not true. And so she very emphatically urged this person to Google it <laughs> because because she did not want him or her to, out of spite, look at the sun. <laughs> it's probably a him. I'll just admit that. Yeah. <laughs> but... <laughs> I, I feel like I feel like men or women are like equally capable of getting that fact wrong, but I think men are more likely to be stubborn about it and not. Yes, I say as somebody who's well aware, don't stare at the sun, but also yeah. thought the phenomenon was a little bit overrated as sort of a. a I precaution. thought it was awesome. I no, thought no, was... not the actual eclipse, the phenomenon of like blinding people. Like, it's oh, oh, yeah, not I don't a huge know. threat. It's just no one really wants to be blinded by an eclipse, so I understand it. Do you have stats to back up that nobody wants to be blinded by an eclipse? No, but I bet nine out of every ten people don't want to be blinded by I, I think it might be above 90%, yeah. but yes. I'm being conservative here. Yes, I would say so. You probably round up to ten. Just yeah. be a little bit closer. But I think the, the reason I brought this up on this baseball podcast, where clearly we don't actually want to talk about baseball because we're going to avoid it at all costs, but very simple question. Is the eclipse sports? Is it sports? Yes, I would say no, because there's no... I'm very generous in my definition of sports. There's not really a winner. It's not really a competition. You're not competing against yourself, so I'm going to say no. I'm saying it's an event, for sure, but not a sporting one. I probably would say it's not a sport, but I think you can make an argument that it is, because I feel like it's the kind of thing that it's such a communal thing, and that people don't seem... like. I'm sure there were people that watched the eclipse by themselves, but it also seems like that'd be kind of boring because mm-hmm. you're just kind of looking at the sun. That's just all there is to it. But yeah. in the same way that people like gather like at you know at sporting events or gather at like bars or gather at people's houses and stuff to watch sports, it's that kind of thing. Like it was based yeah. like for a lot of people who like took the day off work, and as I mentioned, I didn't take the day off work. I just kind of went outside for a few minutes. Like it was like an event. It was like yeah. It was like Woodstock for a generation that doesn't actually all like the same music. Is, so is Woodstock sports? Woodstock is sports. That that oh. that one I will militantly say is sports because there was like a lot of stories of like Tim Russ, certain people who were like bringing footballs and like actually playing things oh, that are. Well, that's different, but I'm. But it is it is sports though, and um, 
I'm pretty sure the Who played at Woodstock, and there's like guitar smashing there. That's that's not that's not weightlifting. I'm trying to think of what would be an analogous sport to it, but I don't think there has to be like a certain physical element to sports, but there has to be a competitive one, either against yourself or against someone else. So like if I'm shooting baskets. Uh, like basketball, not like baskets. But if I'm shooting like... I do, I do think basketball is a sport, to be clear. Yeah, but if I'm shooting baskets and I'm not competing against anyone, but I'm trying to make... You know, the objective is to make more than I've made before type of thing, then that's still sports because I'm competing against a prior version of myself. Well, is is gymnastics sports, though? Yes. But there's not like an objective scoring. It's you're getting... You're competing. Well, yeah, you're, you're competing, but you're being scored. It's... You're competing, though. So it's subjective, there is a win- though. There is a winner. So you're telling me that there's not a winner and a loser in an event where people could get blinded? Yeah. I'd say the people that got blinded are the losers. They still saw the eclipse. I guess. <laughs> sure. So that's my definition of sports. So, like, chess is sports. Checkers is sports. Things like that are sports because you're competing. And that's the crucial element there. Is Even if you're not keeping score, you're still competing there to sport. Maybe we should remind Mike Matheny of this chess is sports thing, and then maybe he'll just, since he's apparently a big uh, chess aficionado, move <laughs> on to that as like a full time thing. But Even like Scholastic Bowl would be sports. It's a competition. It's a sport. You yeah. get a letter for it. It's a sport. So that's got, my theory. So. I got a letter for debate. So yeah. Yeah, debate sports. Yes, debate is sports. Spelling bee sports. Yes, correct. So that. Yeah, spelling bee is like it's on ESPN. It's definitely sports. Yeah, is poker is poker sports? Yes. Okay, I agree. Send me send me a letter to refute this. I would love to read it. Uh, Lil underscore scooter ninety three at msn That would be an email, but you could make it professional or. Oh, you better read off your address for everybody so they'll. Uh, well, my address. Oh, oh wait, don't no. say your address on the podcast. I'm I'd joking. Just give, I'd give my mom's address. Well, don't say your mom's address on the podcast either. I dare people to find it because it would be impossible. But anyway, just email me. I'll give you my address. Shout out to Heather's mom for, I'm sure, listening to every single episode. She doesn't listen to any of these. I'm sure my mom doesn't either. (laughs) But anyway, I'm glad that we agree on basically what is sports because... People like that's always an argument where people try to argue such and such thing isn't a sport, and I basically say that everything's a sport, which is why I'm arguing that the eclipse is a sport. It, it's a it's a sporting event because it's definitely an event. I would just thing. say it's an event, but there's no sporting element to it, and therefore it's not sports. Yeah, and like we were discussing earlier that like there's a big boxing match this weekend that um, we're going to end up watching, and I could not care less about boxing. I have no interest in it. Both of the competitors, Floyd Mayweather and Conor McGregor, seem like terrible people. True. Basically, I like the idea of seeing both of them get punched a lot. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, like, to me, that's the enjoyment of it. But it's still, like, an event that I'm excited for because it's like a communal gathering. It's like an experience right. that people share. And that's why it's a sport. I like boxing on some level, but I like watching, like, Muhammad Ali clips and stuff like that. Like, that's basically the only real version, like version of boxing that I enjoy yeah. and also Just because he's very um different type of boxer he's very like almost it's almost beautiful and I find it like kind of yeah calming or and also the fact that like this is is it middleweight or welterweight whatever it is it's not heavyweight I know that yeah. I know that and I say this somebody knows nothing about boxing I know that Floyd Mayweather has a reputation for like not knocking people out yeah like he basically just will go the distance and then it leaves it up to judges so it's being judged. It's not objective. 
you're competing, but you're competing for the attention of a few people who are sitting ringside. But it's a sport because people are excited, because people are rowdy, because people want to watch it. And there's a winner and a loser. Or at least there, the idea is there to be a winner. Because sometimes there's a tie, but the point is there to be a winner or a loser. The point is to try to win or lose, okay. depending on what I, you want to do. I would say if winning and losing is going to determine, I have some bad news for soccer, then no, that would no. not be a good... No, ties... Ties, it still can still be sports if, so, if that something is in a tie, but the the whole point is that you're competing, and I think sports have to be some sort of competition. Oh, I'm sure people are totally in agreement with me on this, but I think we should move on. Okay. Since you clearly are actually correct, but <laughs> we'll we'll move on to actual baseball discussion. Hey, it's like twenty something minutes in. Let's talk about baseball. Okay. Okay. So, um, the Cardinals, as I mentioned, they lost both of their games against the Boston Red Sox. Um, mm-hmm. One of the games had a bit of a controversial, not direct ending, but there was a moment in it in which there was a, uh, a timeout called, not by the uh, catcher, not by the pitcher, not by the, the batter. batter, but by the umpire for, um, for rest, <laughs> which was... Um, was it for rest? Yeah, he basically just said that he like needed a, a second. So like mid pitch, like I, I wouldn't have had a problem with him calling a timeout if it was like clearly before the pitch. But like pitches don't take that long, man. Like, yeah, you, you have to just let it go. And like that's not the reason the Cardinals lost. I don't want to, you know, blame the umpire for that. But it's really a huge risk. And I feel like that's kind of a bogus excuse too, because it's one thing if he's like crouched forever and he just like needs rest. But I don't think he really needed... I just feel like he was just saying that. He was just trying to be, yeah, you know, whatever. He'd had a somewhat questionable strike zone during the game, and maybe, or at least towards the end of the game. I wasn't really paying attention early on, but mm-hmm. towards the end, it was getting a little bit dubious. And I'm not really somebody that complains that much about the strike zone, because I think umpires are incredibly good at their jobs. Yeah. But it was not looking great. But the Red Sox are a really great team. I think the Red Sox are probably in the top three of teams I would pick to win the World Series at this point. I would say uh, maybe top four. Yeah. Dodgers, I guess, and then the division leaders in the AL would probably be my top ones. The Nationals haven't looked quite as great to me lately, but also I just am afraid to pick the Nationals because they've never won a postseason series. <laughs> so, which seems to be becoming a meme. Like That's becoming like the Major League version of the Warriors blowing a 3-1 lead in the NBA Finals, which I'm all for that. And then <laughs> once it actually, uh, it'll be a lot less fun once the Nationals actually win it, just like the the Warriors thing was less fun when they just steamrolled the NBA Finals this year. But but nevertheless, all of that happened. <laughs> the the Rally Cat magic appeared to be gone, and... They still won like 10 of 13 games or something like yeah. that. Should we give a Rally Cat update, by the way? Is that like... Oh, have we talked about that since... Well, we talked about the sort of the overall story of it. Eh. Apparently, um, the uh, the Cardinals want the cat back after having let the cat go originally. It's like the Cardinals are not having a very good time with uh, public relations if they're letting the cat running on the field story become like this sort of weird thing like it's getting a little bit over amplified and yeah like the degree to which i actually care about it is a bit i, I feel like people are really all of a sudden they care about animal rights now yeah. that i just have i have a couple I, they're probably not popular opinions on this 
But I don't get what was so bad about the Cardinals, I guess, incorrectly thinking that the shelter would give them the cat back. Because the shelter advertises the rally cat, named it Rally, and wanted all this attention for it being the rally cat. And then when the Cardinals say, oh, yeah, we want the rally cat, they're like, whoa, 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 don't bully us into giving you the cat back. Well, if you really cared about this cat's future, you wouldn't have advertised it as the rally cat. That's all I'm going to say. It's so noble of you to take the side of the... The corporation yeah, over the volunteer shelter. the billion-dollar corporation over the nonprofit. It's just... It's, I just don't like when people manipulate. I, I hate that. And I feel like that was a manipulative tactic. Like, they tried to get people side with them because they're the volunteer shelter. And I get it. And the Cardinals probably had planned to give them a donation for the cat and everything. But after all that, I'd be like, no, I don't want it anymore. Like, I don't want that cat. I'm going to go get a dog, train it to get bats. We'll call it, I don't even know, we'll, we'll call it something, Aussie. And it can go get bats and give water to umpires, and it's way cuter than a cat and way more fun anyway. So there. That's what I would have been like. I'm like, fine, keep your cat. Because here's the thing. I, as she pointed out right now <laughs> that Heather is, like, less than a foot away from her dog right now. Yeah. As she goes on this, like, mildly anti-cat diatribe. I, I don't even, I like. I mean, I don't really, I'm not pro-cat, but I'm not anti-cat. Like, I like animals in general, so I'll pet a cat if it comes towards me, but I'm not going to go out and get one. But the point is, like, the I just, I don't understand why the cat people freaked out about it. This is the angriest I've seen Heather since I told her we were going to have trivia. <laughs> it makes me so annoyed. Like, the Cardinals are bullying us because they assumed you'd give them the cat back that you wanted all this attention for, for being the rally cat in the first place. And now you're getting attention, the attention that you wanted, and now you're mad. Okay. I am so glad I brought this up. Made, and that's why I was like, let's not bring it up. Because it makes me so annoyed. See, I figured you didn't want to bring it up because you didn't have a strong opinion on it, which I don't no, either. I have, so. an, I have an irrationally strong opinion on it. Because Goodness. that's the thing. If if you are really want this cat to go to a loving family, then you wouldn't you would have captured it and said nothing about it. <laughs> so you obviously don't care about the cat, so don't pretend. I just hate when people act like they care, they don't care. They don't care. It's always about selfish something or other. This is all Yachty or Molina's fault for hitting that Grand Slam. If yeah. he doesn't hit that Grand Slam, we no forget all about, about the, cat. the cat. And we just so, move on right away. Everyone's like, well, the Cardinals put the cat out. No, some guy that the cat was biting the crap out of set it down. Well, I mean, it's a Cardinals employee. Yeah, so but I mean, still, like, they, no, he wasn't under orders. Throw the cat yeah. outside. He didn't know what to do with it. You know, and it was biting him. So I'm sure, like... If they, you know what I mean? I don't know. Well, I mean, he's still like he's part of the company. Like, right. Like if you like, I'm trying to avoid using specific names of things here because I don't want to get in trouble. But like, if you go to a store and an employee at that store starts like harassing you, and you want to like file a lawsuit because they're like obviously like way, way over the line. Yeah. You can still sue the company, even though like the company's not going to say, "Oh, well, he's just our employee. He's not us." Right. I know, but it, I just. I just, I don't think it was that unreasonable for them to think that the cat named Rally, that's been advertised as the Rally Cat, would be given back to them, you know? I mean, I don't know. Yeah, it's great. It is... What do I know? I don't care, clearly. (laughs) It is weird that all of a sudden everybody cares about cats and everybody cares about, like, animal well-being and... Like, don't pretend to care if you don't. I just hate that. Like, I just... 
I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, anyway. Anyway, moving on. Uh, Trevor Rosenthal got hurt. Yeah, that's... I think it was during that same game. It was definitely against Boston. That could end up looking really bad for the Cardinals because they had the opportunity at the trade deadline to trade Trevor Rosenthal. And if Rosenthal's injury is, like, serious and, like, he needed Tommy John surgery, which we we still don't know at this point. It's pretty Uh unclear what's going on. It would go from you could get some, like, legitimate prospects for him to just nothing because if he were going to miss next season, they would just non-tender him. Here's the thing about that looking bad for the Cardinals to go on another tirade. Uh, it would look bad for the Cardinals if they could see into the future and decide not to trade him, but you can't. Well, you can't a, lot of, well a lot of people wanted them to trade him. It's not like this is like just purely retrospect. This isn't like if um, if Carlos Martinez had some debilitating injury and we're like, oh, well, you should have traded him while you could. Yeah, but I just they they were going for it. That was the message they sent was that they were going to try to go for the division, and they're in contention for the division and the wild card, really. And Trevor Rosenthal is a big part of that because he had, for the back end of games, he's saved in that strong, like run of like eight games that they won in a row. He, I don't know how many two-inning saves he got, but he was a key part of that. And so I don't think that you can say with hindsight they should have traded him when clearly he was a part of their plans. It just stinks that he got injured. And well, they didn't know he was going to get injured. Who knows when anyone's going to get injured? Well, I wasn't as adamant about trading him as I was about trading Lance Lynn or trading Duke or O or like the, the pending free agents. But yeah. it doesn't look So I'm pulling up the baseball prospectus playoff odds. I know some people go off of fan graphs. I don't really have a preference, but I've just looked at prospectuses for longer, so I just go with it. So at this point, the Cardinals' uh, division odds are 15.1%. Their wild card odds are actually now ahead of that. They're at... Uh, 16.4%. At this moment, the uh, the Cardinals are four games back of the Arizona Diamondbacks. They're actually a game and a half back of the Brewers for uh, second place as well in the NL Central. But, yeah, it's hard to... Uh, it's hard to really assess the Cardinals because they did so well during that stretch when they were playing like the Reds and the Braves. and you know, The Royals are okay, but they're not top tier. But then... They move on and they play the Red Sox and they lose two games. They're close games. Yeah, and then they move, but then they move on to the Pirates, who are, you know, closer probably in territory to the Royals than any of the other teams I mentioned. They're like fine. They're basically averageish. They're a little below five hundred, but not terrible. Mm-hmm. And then they end up splitting the games, which is you know split a four game series on the road. Yeah, it's adequate, but I'll take that. Yeah, but, but the Cardinals <laughs> kind of need to be better than adequate, though, which. I guess they were during the the winning streak, mm-hmm. so th- there's that. But it's like I still just don't think. Again, it's possible, and I, I don't want to diminish the the fact that they went on this run. They were able to really launch themselves right back into position. But I just I think they're on the outside looking in, just because of how many how far back they are in these things. So the division they're not that far back, but. Again, the Cubs are are really good. They have two catchers better than David Ross now on their roster. <laughs> well, one of them's hurt, so I don't I don't know. But they're four games back of what the Diamondbacks, who are the first wild card. Well, the Rockies are the first wild card right now, but they have lower odds because they're just projected to be a worse team. Right, and that's the thing. They have to catch dime, the Diamondbacks, and well, really, they wanted to catch the Cubs and then the Diamondbacks, but well, the Diamondbacks have. 
I think tougher and and the Rockies have tougher. They have to play the Dodgers like nine times, yeah, seven times. And the Cardinals, um, starting tomorrow, will play the Padres for the first time this season. Mm -hmm. Which the Padres are while they're not in last place because somehow the San Francisco Giants, who I almost picked to make the playoffs, have already been eliminated from the division race. Ouch. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, the Cardinals, they do have the favorable schedule. Unfortunately, from the division perspective, the Cubs have a pretty weak schedule, too. But that could end up coming down to series against the Cubs, though. Knowing the way the se- season's gone, the, Cub- the Cardinals and Cubs will just split those, and the Cubs yeah. will end up using that as leverage to uh, spring forward to a somewhat lackluster, but s- still counts, division title. I do think that the Rockies are still the team for the Cardinals to pass rather than the Diamondbacks, even though the Rockies are ahead, just because I just don't think the Rockies are as deep of a team as the Diamondbacks are. Mm-hmm. I think they have worse pitching. I think that you look at you know some of their position play- They've had some good position players, but you look at like Carlos Gonzalez has like, literally been the worst player in baseball this year. It's just really not looked good. But overall, though... My impression of the Cardinals is not that much different than it was last week. It's a little bit more of a sour taste in my mouth because they lost two straight, you know, entering today, and because they lost more games than they won since we last recorded. But they're on the road. It's tough competition for two of the games. Yeah. Well, anybody who expected and they them, split the four game series. It'd be nice if they would have split in Boston. But yeah, anybody who expected that the Cardinals did. were going to play as well during this six game road stretch as they had played you know during the winning streak was going to be a little bit delusional there like that just wasn't going to happen but you still expect that they could at least you know stay 500 on the road and then win series at home like the cardinals they have three games coming up against the padres and then three games against the rays like i i fully they 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 really should go four and two at least during those like, if they go 3-3, three and three, that's just not good enough. Because like the Rays, you can stomach losing a game or even two games to them. But if you're going to lose two games to them, you better sweep the Padres because the Padres aren't very good. So, mm-hmm. like, that's a team that if you're going to stay in contention and you're not going to be able to, you know, win most of your games against good teams, you have to beat the bad teams. All the games count the same. So, just, just take it where you can. But fingers crossed for that. Yeah. And... I'm trying to remember what else we had on our itinerary because, you know, frankly, we did not have a very long itinerary as judged by the fact we spent like 20 minutes talking about if um, eclipses were sports or whatever. But uh, any other uh, takeaways from this week? Well, Stephen Piscotti, I guess that's some news to mention. Oh, yeah, he's back. Yes. Who was who? I saw that he was uh, that he was is staying on the Cardinals. Who was demoted today? I I... Uh, Voight. Void, okay. Yeah, that's, I think that's the sensible call. And at this point, you know, the Cardinals are going to have five outfielders, but they're all, you know, playing well to some extent. Piscotti would be the one that probably would be the odd man out at this point because, you know, Gritchick's playing better. Martinez has played well throughout the season. Tommy Pham has been, you know, the, the best, best player on the Cardinals. The Cardinals. And, and Dexter Fowler, while he's had the injury problems and he's had some kind of bad defensive lapses, is still... A uh, you know he's been a really good hitter, mm-hmm. and you want him in the lineup. You know, I, I someday aspire for him to play a corner spot, but <laughs> he's a good hitter. Yeah. So, and that's you know in this context all that really matters. But in the uh, 
in, in the case of the Cardinals, though, I think that this is... Do you think that... Um, I guess we haven't talked about Paul DeYoung in a little while. Um, Paul DeYoung, is he, how, how for real is he? I wrote about this last week, and I'm still not sure how I feel, even though I wrote like 1,500 words on it. I feel like the power is for real, and the strikeouts are for real. So is the lack of plate discipline for real? Yeah, that's what I mean. Like I think that's all. I think he's for real what he is. The problem is, is he he. It's not that he's getting lucky because he's hitting the ball. But he's getting a little bit lucky. I, I think he's he's not as everything we've seen like is is what he's gonna be. But this is the best version yeah. of that. Like, I don't think he's a four or five win player. No, yeah. This is the best version of Paul DeYoung that we're going to see. This is this is really him. The strikeout, the plate discipline, or the lack thereof, is real. And the the uh, power is real. But that's, the power is going to come and go. The strikeouts are going to increase at times. And sometimes you're just going to have a very hard-to-watch player. And I think that's something we'll have to... Stomach. Yeah. And, and as we mentioned before, if you end up with basically like Randall Grichik, who's kind of a frustrating player, who has good moments, obviously, but a frustrating player to watch at the plate, but you have that at shortstop, you're going to take that a lot more than you're going to take that as an outfielder. Just, a corner outfielder. Yeah. Like if he was playing good center field, then that would be a different story, too. That's but, true. But corner outfielder, yeah, for sure. Uh, how much do we want to talk about Adam Wainwright? Uh, I don't... It makes us sad, I think. Yeah, I... I we both knew he was hurt. I don't think he's done, like, by a long yeah. shot. I sure hope he's hurt. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Because he was topping out around, like, 83 miles an hour. Yeah. Like, he was he's actually... getting players out at 83, but that's not going to cut it. Not for long, anyway. Yeah, he was getting extraordinarily lucky on that. Mm-hmm. Like, people would talk about, like, Lance Lynn's batting average on balls and play luck throughout the season. But he's, he's at least still throwing it hard. Right. Like his velocity, I think, is a little bit down, but he's still throwing it in the 90s. Whereas, yeah, Wainwright was, as as you've mentioned before, he's basically throwing it like Jared Weaver, who has retired, <laughs> retired since yeah. the last episode. Which is so. which is always a good sign when a guy's retiring in mid August. Oof. From from his la- with his last games being with the Padres. Aww. That's that's rough. So. But yeah, I don't think he's done, and he doesn't seem to think he's done. So, I will. I I'm sure he'll be back. And hopefully he'll be feeling better. Hopefully. And at this point, Luke Weaver, I trust more in the rotation than him. So hopefully he's able to, uh, to to do good things. It's been a bit of a... It's been a little bit rough lately because pitchers haven't been going very deep for the Cardinals. So, mm-hmm. so in spite of the fact the bullpen having everybody in it, <laughs> they're just... Yeah. They needed everybody. Like As a, what I was saying earlier, Trevor Rosenthal's had to get couple, like, four-out saves, five-out saves, seemed like during that stretch of eight games that they won. I was just like, get Trevor yeah. in there. <laughs> and, it's all, and it's weird, because as much as everybody, you know, rags on him, Brett Cecil, the last couple outings, has been, like, really good. Yeah, he just has a, a stinker every once yeah. in a while, and for some reason, it's very noticeable when he does. Yeah, and, and Lions had some good outings in there, too, like, mm-hmm. and it's, it's just, it's weird, because the guys that they're counting, like, they're at a point where, like, they're counting on, like, John Brebbia and things like that. Tui yeah. Valala's had a few good outings, too. I, this seems to happen every year. Just randomly, yeah. the bullpen comes into form, and it's Carlos Martinez and Trevor Rosenthal, and then Soong O. And, and it happens with every team, to be clear. Yeah. Like, 
It takes like two months to figure out who. <laughs> like like Cardinals fans, and this happens every season. See the weirdness of the bullpen, and they're like, "Wow, the Cardinals are so weird." Like, no, that's actually pretty much every bullpen. Mm-hmm. You just don't pay attention to the bullpen of other teams very much. Yeah, like basically, like how many members of I'm not going to put you on the spot, but like how many members you listener can you name of like the Dodgers bullpen? Like maybe a few, but I'm guessing unless you're a Dodgers fan, you can't name all of them. Jansen? I mean, yeah, like Jansen's the gimme, and then there's a, <laughs> you know, a few other guys who are of slightly lesser tier, but and that's the best team in baseball by a lot, and yet mm-hmm. you don't know all of their bullpen guys because teams just don't invest as heavily in the bullpen. But that's the way it goes. Um, the um, Did you hear about, you heard about the umpire protest, right? I did, yes. Okay. What are, what are they thinking? Like, are they out I, of their minds? Yeah. Like, <laughs> Like, given all of the, you know, we're not going to get into it, but, like, given all of, like, the protests and stuff that have been happening in the last, you know, week or so, like, yeah. this is your timing? Like, like you decided that the umpires being yelled at? And, again, I think that, I think in general they have, like, if they feel like they're being, you know, mistreated, I think they, that they have a legitimate point there. But you can't go with, like, the armbands. And they're like, what a you... very powerful union, the umpire union. There's a reason why there's not robot umps yet. Because yes. they could have robot umps. Yes, there is. They're a very powerful un- like union. Well, I mean, umpires are always going to exist. But I, I feel like once the, you know, if there's this sense that you can use basically the same technology that, like, Wimbledon uses for um, if, if a ball's out of play. Mm-hmm. Using that on like the baselines, or you're using, you know, technology for um, the the strike zone. Then at that point, the job becomes minimized. And say the only reason they haven't done it is because I think the umpires are very powerful. Yeah. And so the fact that they're protesting, it's like if you, I don't know, you could you and own like, this thing. And like, like the thing that spurred this on, by all accounts, was Jim Joyce getting, or not Jim Joyce, why did I say Jim Joyce? Jim Joyce is good. Who's the umpire that got suspended? Um, why am I blanking on his name? Not Laz Diaz or Angel Hernandez or Joe West? Joe West, yes. Joe West got suspended for three games because he said something to a reporter about how he doesn't uh, like Adrian Beltre. Oh, <laughs> Which, what are you doing? Why yeah. would like? Why would you say that? Like, of course you're. it's going to be blowback to it. Mm-hmm. it if a player had criticized the umpire he wouldn't have i don't know if he would gotten suspended for as many games but he would not have been treated well for it it would not have been a good idea yeah yeah i ian kinsler said something about angel hernandez angel hernandez yeah some someone being terrible and it was a legitimately terrible umpire i think that he was talking about yeah well angel hernandez being bad is like a universally considered fact it's not quite as like, because Joe West, I think, is probably a little bit better in terms of, like, quality of calls, but he's so demonstrative, and it's so, like, about him that it's more <laughs> annoying to me. Yeah, cowboy Joe West. Sort of the uh, the ump show. I think people misuse the term ump show, and ump show becomes, like, a phrase that people use if they don't like the calls being made by an ump. Right. No, an ump show is whenever an umpire is, like, making it about himself. And you shouldn't know an umpire's name. That's what I think. Yeah, like... It should be a thankless job. But, no, you shouldn't know their name. If you know their name, then that's usually because you don't... They're not good. Yeah, let's put it this way. The, the best way I can define Ump Show is in the uh, in the early parts of the Naked Gun... Early parts of the baseball parts of the Naked Gun, when Leslie Nielsen is the uh, the home plate umpire. Oh. And he's, like, missing the calls. That's not an Ump Show. That's a guy being a bad umpire. 
when he starts like going crazy with his signals and starts like doing splits, that's an ump show. <laughs> that that's clearly the most logical uh, analogy yes. I can use for this. Cause I can't think of actual umpire names, but uh, Frank Drebin's umpiring, I'm very much on top of. Um, I guess one last uh, topic. What did you? What do you think about the uh, the Cardinal player nicknames? They they came out yesterday and they're on the jerseys. Such exciting nicknames as Jerko. <laughs> It's fine. The Cardinals, God, the Cardinals are the most boring team with these nicknames. Though. I don't think so. I don't. I mean, it, it's nicknames. There's a few that are more interesting, and I mean, Scooter Jeanette has probably my favorite one in baseball oh, for because sure. it's just his actual first name. Right. When you go by a nickname, then what are you going to do? It's Ryan, I think. Ryan. Yeah. yeah. But I don't know. Not everyone has nicknames. I don't think that's a reflection on the Cardinals being boring. I mean, my family doesn't. Even though I go by Scooter a lot of places, no one really calls me that. I would put that on, maybe, I would probably put that on my jersey, but, you know, I don't know a lot of people that I, a lot of people's nicknames are their last names. Or That's mostly and, true, or, or a variation, like Tui, for instance, or Tui Valala. Yeah, that's just really common. Like, there's not a lot of people that have a nickname that is beyond, you know, like even Carlos Martinez, he has Tsunami. Do people really call him Tsunami? Well, it's the nickname he made up for himself. No. I'm going to argue against that, too. Because someone... I have, I have like unleashed a, a, that's like a, a force. Fa- that's like a family nickname. Okay? They call him that because... Um, why did he say it? Probably has to do with baseball. But someone called him that in the Dominican Republic. In his family. And so that's like... It's tattooed on his arm and everything. Someone called him that. And so just because no one around here calls you, calls him Tsunami, doesn't mean that's not his nickname. Like To be clear, I was not sincerely lobbying for him to go with El Gallo, because that's like no. purely a Viva Alberto's reader thing. Right. That's not... No, but I mean, that's his nickname. Like, just like how Scooter, no one calls me Scooter. No one even really in my family calls me Scooter. But my dad did when I was little, and so it stuck. Like, do I not get to say that that's my nickname? Because... These people that I've met when I'm 21 don't call me that. Well, you know, uh, I, I'm, look, I'm terrified of you. I'm not going to argue against <laughs> Scooter being your nickname. What is it's, a nickname? Like, does it have to be given by each group that you interact with in your entire life? No, it's given to you by someone, and you keep it because you like it, or you keep it because you hate it, and everyone continues to call you that because you hate it. Either way, it's given to you, and you do what you want with it. So someone called him Tsunami. He liked it. He kept it. That is his nickname. Yeah, yeah. I don't really have a nickname. I have a friend that calls me Jay Flems, but I feel like that's just kind of a lazy nickname. Right. Like, just a lot of he people. also listens to the podcast. So sorry. No offense. Yeah. But No, like a lot of people just don't have nicknames that they do. It's their last name or a variation of it. So I don't think it's anything to them being boring. It's just. So the two things that we got Heather the angriest about, <laughs> other than maybe trivia, were the cat and... Besmirching Carlos Martinez. The nickname. How dare you. All right, well... I got my dog up there. Yeah, Kane's been very obedient throughout this episode, so if he starts losing it now, I'm blaming you because you... Uh, I'm all riled up. Yes, and he's just going to take on the uh, behavior of his owner. He's used to it. It happens. Okay. <laughs> Well, anyway, the Cardinals, as I mentioned, they play three against the Padres. They play three against the Rays. Uh, Pride Night is on Friday. That's, that's pretty exciting. I'm going to that game. They also have a bobblehead giveaway, so that's oh, cool. That's pretty cool. And uh, 
yeah, that's really all I have, I think. So, um, Heather, do you have anything you uh, want to add? Anything you want to publicize? Oh, uh, you can follow me on Twitter, L-I-L underscore Spooter93. Um, you can read my writing at Viva Alberto's Monday through Friday at 12 noon. All right, sounds sounds good. I have, um, I'm on Twitter at JohnJF125. You can follow me on there. You can check out my writing at Viva Alberto's. I have a post going up tomorrow morning in which I invent a time machine. So Ooh. that should um, be... Surprisingly, I had a much dumber version of this in my original. Uh, <laughs> I, I toned it down, but it still involves me constructing a time machine. But anyway, that's that's a thing that's happening. Uh, my other podcast, the new episode for it has been recorded, but is not yet up. It should be coming up tomorrow, Tuesday, I believe. So if you go to uh, soundwordsstl.com or go to uh, the Soundwords STL podcast on SoundCloud, I did an interview with Lee DeWise, who is a singer-songwriter you may recognize as having won American Idol in 2010. He was a very nice guy. He actually, I actually helped discuss podcasting with him. Oh, cool. I, uh, I mentioned the podcast that we're recording right now, but unfortunately <laughs> he's a Cubs fan, so that might be, uh, might be tough. Very nice guy, though, and you guys should uh, check that out and buy all of his albums. <laughs> but uh, anything else? Nope. Yeah. I think I'm pretty much good as well. Thank you very much to everybody for listening, and happy anniversary to us. Yay! Yay.